Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, sell from a position of power. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So there's an old saying that says, pioneers often die with arrows in their backs. Another frame on this is that missionaries are the first ones to get shot. And when we're thinking about a marketplace or we're thinking about sales, it can be extraordinarily dangerous to be one who is going into uncharted territory, to be one who is going into uh, an, an environment where you have a decided disadvantage, a disadvantage in resources, a disadvantage in uh, capacity, a disadvantage in uh, clarity. But oftentimes the salespeople, that's where exactly where we can find ourselves. We can find ourselves being asked to go into a territory where those things are all true. And in many cases, it can be very dangerous. It can be very dangerous for you to be the first one there and have to learn all of the first time lessons. It can be very dangerous for you to be the one there first learning all the lessons while everybody behind you is wondering why you're not going faster and capturing more territory. That's a tough space to be. I've been there. Perhaps that's where you find yourself too. But as I was doing some investigation this week, I recognized that regardless of that conversation, I always want to be selling from a place of power. I always want to be play, selling from a place of strategic advantage. And I'm going to have you consider in our conversation today that regardless of whether you are a pioneer or a, or a, uh, a missionary um, or an explorer, that you have a duty to go find where you can sell from a position of strength. Because if you're not selling from a position of strength, you're selling from a position of neediness. And that is an absolute death sentence. You may get something in the short term, but there's no long-term sustainability to that. So what does that look like? Well, it comes from a couple of things. One is you have to recognize that true selling, as we've talked about on this podcast and other episodes, we've talked about the idea of true selling being a conversation of shepherding, shepherding someone from a place of where they are to a place of higher potential or better outcomes for them, their business, their family, their customers, their employees, whatever it might be. You're taking someone from where they are today and waking them up there and then bringing them, shepherding them from point A to point B guiding them along the way, pointing out the possibilities and the pitfalls as they go from point A to point B, as a good shepherd would do. That's one part of selling from a position of strength. Another place of part of selling from a position of strength that occurred to me today was that to sell is to multiply. To multiply what? To multiply those things that are good. If we go back to scripture in the garden, in, in the garden of Eden, God said, go forth and multiply. He wanted Adam and Eve to multiply and create more, make more people, but he also wanted them to tend and keep the garden. And what is a garden? A garden is, place, is a place where things grow, a, a place where things go from seed to sapling, from sapling to tree, from tree to fruit. They grow, there's an arc, there's a beginning, there's a growth 
uh, path and then there is fruit. There is the multiplication. There is that one seed becoming many fruit, becoming many more seeds, becoming many more fruit. You see this. This is expressed by Jesus in the parable of the talents. And if you remember that, that's uh, detailed in Matthew chapter 25, 14 through 30, where he says, for it will be like going on, like a man going on a journey who called his servants, and he's referring to the kingdom of heaven here. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. So each person got a different proportion of talents. That's money. To each one according to his ability. So he gave a portion based on their ability. Then he went away. And he who had received the five talents went at once and traded them and made five talents more. So he turned his five talents, he doubled it into, into 10 talents. He also, he also who had the two talents made his two talents more, he doubled it. But he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long term time, the master of these servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had had five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here, I made five talents more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had been given two talents came forward and said, Master, you delivered me two talents, and I have made two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little and I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had received one talent came forward saying, master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you gathered, scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has will be more given and who ha- and he will have an abundance. But for the, from the one who has not, even what he has, has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So it didn't end well for the one that hid the talent. But the point of this parable is the idea that it is our duty to multiply what we have been given. And so if I bring this into a sales conversation and a sales context, we can say, if we have been given something that is good, it is our duty to multiply it. And so that's where you can look at what you have right now, what you have to sell, and you can ask yourself the question, is this thing good? Is this thing something that will bring advantage to the people that will use it, to the end end customer and prospects? Will it bring prosperity to them? Will it bring solving a problem for them? And if I can look at that and I can say in integrity, yes, then it is my duty to go and multiply that thing. And from that place, you can know that you are selling from a position of strength. Why? Because it's in alignment with God's will to multiply things that are good. 
in the interest of others. There's the caveat. Let's flip that though. Perhaps you might be in a situation where you have something to sell and you look at it and there's a piece of you that knows that there's some aspect of what it is that just is not in integrity. Perhaps there's an overpromise with the marketing for this product. Perhaps there's um, some overpromise with the services. Perhaps you know there's some flaw in the technology that you're not revealing or hasn't been revealed to the marketplace. Perhaps you know that there is some type of aspect of the thing that you are called to multiply and yet you know that it makes that thing not good because somewhere buried in that thing is a lie. You see this in financial services, you see this in software, you see this in services, you see this in products, you see this in cars, you, you, you know, it keeps on going, going on and on and on. And you can look at what you've got and you know somewhere in there, maybe you look at it and you go, there's no lie inside of this. Or you know, once it's been exposed, there is a lie inside of it. And if you sell that thing, you are multiplying that lie. That is not selling from a place of integrity or from a place of advantage, or from a place of power. You don't have a competitive advantage, regardless of whether you're a missionary or a pioneer. You may have all of the air support necessary, and haven't you seen this? Haven't you seen this where a big player will enter the marketplace with all kinds of added air support in terms of marketing? Will they'll bring a whole air force of marketing and branding into a space seem like they're everywhere, hire up giant sales teams, only to be gone in three to four years. Because what they brought to the marketplace wasn't good. There were lies embedded in the product. I've seen this many times. I've seen this many times. I can, I can think of multiple industries where I've seen this. I saw this in the CAD CAM industry. I saw this in healthcare marketing. I've seen it over and over again. Those things that are not good will eventually be found out. But if you can look, if you find yourself today and you find yourself blessed enough to be in a place that whether it's your own services, whether it's the services of somebody else or your company, and you have been charged with being the person to take it out there, being the shepherd, to go help somebody go from point A to point B and multiply what this thing is that is good. Well, then my friend, you have a competitive advantage right now. So my question for you right now is where right now in your life do you have something that is good that you need to multiply? Where is it right now that you have something that's good that you are called to multiply instead of letting it be buried in the ground, not even gathering interest and not multiplying? Perhaps it's a talent that you have. Perhaps you have the ability to speak. Perhaps you have the ability to sing, the ability to draw, the ability to create. Perhaps you have some of those things and you just aren't using them. You have a story that it's not good enough and so you bury it in the ground. Well, I'm gonna have you consider, again, burying it into the ground, we see what happens. It will just be taken away. Perhaps you have something good in your marriage, in your family, and you're letting it sit. Maybe you're not multiplying the love and joy that could be there with your partner or your children. Maybe it's in your business. 
And again, that's the topic right now. Maybe you're just sitting there saying, well, you've got a story about why you can't bring something to the marketplace or why your product isn't good enough. But what you really need to ask is, is there any lie in this thing? And if you can honestly say there isn't, and you can honestly say that this thing does help people, then get on your horse and get out there and start multiplying. We want to be the one that says, well done, my good and faithful servant. If you've been given something like that, you have a duty to take it to others for their benefit and you will be blessed. So go and multiply. If you've got something good, you have a competitive advantage right now and you can sell from a position of power. That's what I've got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. If you want to go deeper into the topics of this podcast and connect, go to thesaleswar.com. Sign up for the newsletter. We've got training. We've got other things happening, events coming down the pipe. I uh, would love to connect. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram, any other social media channel. Thank you for the encouragement, and it's great to be back. Until next time more to come.